Yeah, I guess we'll do what we always do, which is sort of yeah, just like exactly. I imagine I'll cut something out of our bloopers and use that as the intro. <laughs> and if I can't find anything useful, I'll just use this. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to Reality of a Designer. My name is Edwin. And I'm Tiffany. Yes, and here today we're going to be talking about something that I imagine a lot of people can relate to. I know that we definitely can. And it is burnout. Burnout in the workplace. In life, basically, you know, related to it. The big B. I know. So, just to give a full disclosure, just so everybody, because I think it's important that I'm truthful, I'm actually right now, at the time of this recording, I am on leave because of burnout. Now, it is not 100% because of work. Um, and you'll notice when we start talking about this in this episode, but yes. Of course, part of it is part of it is work. So I just wanted everybody to know that. <laughs> this is a very timely topic, um, but also there's never not a right time to talk about it. Exactly. So since this is a big, big topic, we thought it would be good to break this down. Um, so we're going to break this down into three sections. One is external factors. Um, why does what are the external factors affecting a company? that creates burnout, then what are the internal factors of a company? What are things happening inside of company that start trickling down to you? And then the personal factors, like like things about life and like all those external and internal factors yeah. crushing you. So it's just like outward, <laughs> down, just like crushing you nonstop. Basically, yeah, how you process it all. Yeah, so we'll start first with the external factors. So I'm going to start first with the, uh, one that might seem a little off, but our society pretty much creates a sense of infinite growth. Now, it's probably not a term, but it's a term that I like to use because every company, this this is more for public companies, but trust me, as somebody who's been in startups and tons of private companies, it's the same thing. There's this thing called growth, right? So you have to grow every quarter or every month, whatever, you have to grow more. But technically, I call it infinite growth because you're never going to go, oh, well, this month we don't want to grow. We're totally fine. Like, we don't need to grow. We don't need to make more money this this quarter. And so it's infinite. Yeah. And that creates a lot of pressure to a company because that means more, you have to do more every day than the day before. Forever. And eventually you can't. It's just not a thing. And it's just like... Compounding everything. Exactly. So you it can just be like, I need to grow, I need to grow, I need to grow. And it creates a lot of problems for, um, especially for CEOs and for all these companies. And that will just eventually lead down to you, the lonely designer that just joined. It's all going to hit you because that's where all their deadlines and that's where they come. <laughs> be prepared. Be prepared, right? So it's something that it does matter because if, a, and here's the problem, it's an endless cycle. So if a company starts losing market share or they're, their growth goes down, then the company thinks to solve it, they have to work harder. So that means you'll have to work harder. And then some people will leave because they get burnout. And now because you have less employees, now those people have to do more work. Those Right. Those people are left behind to, to do all the work. Yeah. So that's one of the one <laughs> external factor, like this chasing of infinite growth which sucks. And if you're in a public company, if you don't get infinite growth, there's even more pressure because 
let's just say company doesn't meet expectations and the stock market goes down. You took a pay cut. Cha-ching. <laughs> so now you have more pressure, right? You're like personal pressure where you're like, I'm making less money. Now I have more stuff that I have to deal with. So don't think that the market doesn't affect burnout. It is a huge factor. It's just sort of something like far away unseen, but it's happening. So that's one of them. And the other one is because I've been talking a lot. Like I know the <laughs> basically propaganda around productivity is BS, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes. Tiffany can talk more about this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think this goes hand, hand in hand with actually like this idea of like hustle culture and how we always have to be on and we always have to be, um, you know, working towards a goal. We always have to be bettering ourselves. We always have to be striving for more in our lives, um, better paying jobs, promotions, whatever. And it, it's all kind of related. And the thing is, is that, yes, you know, like the outcomes of the work is is worthwhile it's you can celebrate it and you know like it's something that you know can bring a lot of um joy and or like ease into your life if you are able to you know get to your goals but at the same time um i kind of i think kind of unchecked if you if you just are striving for that um on a daily basis it's, it, it can be overwhelming and um for a lot of folks um along with other external factors, other internal factors. Um, yeah, it gets to a point of just pure burnout, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Um, it's like, so like today, right. I'm just, I, I cleaned up at the kitchen because you know I was cooking. I was like, okay. And I wanted to clean the floors and I go, ah, oh, but I'm just so tired. Right. I felt bad for not doing it. And this is so weird because, and then I had to remind myself, who the hell am I cleaning it for? Like, yes, I want to clean. I'll clean it for myself, but there's nobody here in my apartment right now. So I don't understand, like, why do I feel lazy? Why do I feel that I'm not productive? It's just there's this weird thing that I feel like I need to hustle, hustle. You're not being productive. You're not doing more and more and more. Go, you live your life, do more. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to lay on it's the couch. <laughs> so, so terrible. It is. And it's like, there's like with everything, right? You know, like balance is important. Like don't go to the extreme, but I see so much of this um, now. It's like, especially with lots of um, content creation, you know, social media um, type things that are that are trending. It's like you're not allowed to just be. Yeah. You always have to be doing something, whether that's for your job. And if it's not for your job, it's like it has to be some sort of side hustle or <laughs> gig or whatever. And yeah, it's just not sustainable over time. I think that if you're able to find one thing that truly brings you joy and, you know, cultivate that or cultivate your relationships, that's wonderful. Uh, or, or, you know, even just pace yourself or like add breaks into your life. But this idea that you always have to be on for your job and for everything else that's going on around you is that's dumb. Yeah. Like who are you doing it for? Like, I don't know. Like, <sighs> who the hell are you doing it for? I cannot understand. Like, and I'm guilty of this too. Or like I just said, I'm just, I mean, we all are. Like, wait, why do I have to, have to hustle? I just want to have a muffin and sit down here. It's like, and then my brain is like, <laughs> you're being lazy. You're being lazy. I'm like, but I want to, I want to eat this muffin. <laughs> you know, you're just like, right. it's just so, and 
I know that social media has a lot to do with it. It's like people put their highlight reel, right? And we all know this. And it's, it's like, do a hustle, 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 right? And they, they're like, this is how you're going to get the cars. And, you know, you're going to look like a filtered person, like for some odd reason. And like <laughs> all these things, right? And it's not really true. <laughs> it's just, all it does is just exhaust you. It's just, I, I think it's weird that society has like brought down on to you that, if you're not doing anything that it's being productive and moving things forward, then you should feel guilty. And it's, yeah, I mean, you're basically worthless yeah, if, you're, if you're worthless. not doing anything. Yeah. And, and no one says that explicitly, but that's the feeling, right? Yeah. I hate it. It's like, let me be lazy. I want to be, why is it wrong to be lazy? It's like, Oh, and here's the thing. And then let's just say if you are lazy, right? And let's say you, well, you, you should be lucky that you have the opportunity to be lazy. I'm like, okay, so if you're working a lot, then you're like, well, you should be grateful that you have the opportunity to work. And I'm going, okay, I'm very grateful for my life, but I can't, I'm not an on switch. I can't be 24 seven, like nonstop doing something. Let me just lay on my carpet and drool and pass out and I'll be happy. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, just leave me alone. And, and it goes to the whole thing where it's like we glorify hustle. And then when people do talk about it, right? When people do talk about the whole the burnout. Um, burnout, it's like a meme. Like, I mean, you can go on TikTok and you can just be for hours, right? <laughs> Watching work-life balance videos <laughs> and stuff. And it's all funny stuff. And I'm like, but this is really true. This is really exhausting. Yeah. These are all things that I think if you're not actively aware, it, it just glosses over you, right? Like it's become so common, yeah. you know, this idea of hustle and, and then the, uh, you know, the opposite, which is like this notion of burnout and, and people actually, you know, um, not advocating, but like being more vocal about how they're, you know, feeling about, their jobs or, you know, certain pressures in their life and, you know, actually talking about burnout. Um, it, it's just become so common that I don't know if we're really processing what this means to us yeah. on an individual level and like as a society. And I know that there's a lot of this that we can't control because it's, you know, cultural or it's, you know, like the way our our country works, capitalism, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you can't really control the external factors. You can't go like, right. I'm going to change the stock market. Snap your fingers. Right. right. Um, it's like, I wish. But I, think, I think it's important to at least be aware that there's this larger issue kind of, you know, creating the environment for, for these things to happen. Yeah, it's not you. I mean, you is part of it, but... There is a lot of more factors for your burnout and your mental health than just you. There's a lot of external factors. And it's not even just your manager. Like, you'd be like, oh, it's just my boss. I'm like, nope. So, sort of important to know. So, let's just go to internal factors. Right? Let's just say you join a company. You're lucky enough. You're like, cha-ching, I got a job. Let me join. Now, get hit with a brick of reality in the face. <laughs> and what are the things that show up? Like, what are things that create pressure? Like, I mean, you know this, right? Deadlines and shit. Yeah, like, why do people, like, when once they're actually working, like, experience, um, you know, I guess, pressure to the extent that they burn themselves out. 
Um, I mean, it's all the obvious stuff, right? It's like um, fast moving deadlines. It's those performance evaluations that honestly just create more toxic <laughs> comparison and performance, uh, not performance, but like comparison and, um, you know, people pushing themselves to an extreme in order to like look good in front of leadership or in front of their managers. Yeah. And it's weird, um, right? Because, okay. So when you join a company, been in a company for a while, right? And let's say they're going to have, a, you, you technically signed a contract, which is, means I am going to work for you and in exchange you will give me monies so I can do cha-cha-cha-ching stuff with it, right? Like, that's great. Um, but the problem <laughs> comes when they start evaluating you almost on a daily basis. Where is this thing? How long are you going to take to do this thing? How fast are you doing this thing? Like, how, how many meetings are you going to? How much are you performing? Yet, we don't do that to management. <laughs> we don't do reviews to, like, the company be like hey are you it's it's very one-sided and the company's just trying to like get more and more and their excuse always is well we're paying you for this i'm like okay well that's fine that you're paying me but it doesn't mean i'm a machine yeah you know like if i hire a plumber it doesn't give me the right to treat that person like like crap they'll just leave (laughs) just be like well screw this you know i don't know It, it it it's just very strange to me that companies just keep put, they evaluate you on a daily basis. Then they wonder why you're like stressed. I think um, there's something unique too about being a product designer in that whole, um, you know, cycle because of the fact that, you know, I mean, we talked about this before in a previous episode. It's like, it's hard to, it's hard to evaluate or quantify like the impact of the work that we do. Yeah. Right. As designers, the output, our, our creativity, so to speak. And so when when we're, um, you know, needing to produce and, and hand things off to engineers, um, sometimes we become this point of the like the funnel. Right. It's like <laughs> that's, so that's so true. it's like, why aren't we getting anything done? Oh, it's because of our it's our designer, <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Um, our designer's doing not doing that. And guess what? There's like, what, one to 20 of us, right? Like, it's like one designer to, to 20 engineers or something crazy like that. And um, yeah, and yeah you, that's you have to do, <laughs> it's not sustainable. You have to do handout, handoffs to all of them. Even no matter how well you explain your designs, there's some people that just don't get it. So you have to go to them and explain it differently. <laughs> then your boss is doing changes every day to be like, let's just tweak this. Like, I don't know anything about the project until this moment, but we're going to tweak this. And I go, okay. And imagine that every day at every moment, all the time. It doesn't matter yeah, if you're doing so- with a customer. Customer will do the same thing. Make it pop. Can you like, you know, I need to see it pop. Right. That's a popular one. Or make the logo bigger. What was it? Can you make the logo bigger? And it's like, this will be quick, right? You can do this in five minutes, yeah. right? For our product designer, it's like, yeah, just can you like do a quick mock or like, a, um, you know, like a, I need a prototype for this like slide deck that I'm about to present to to leadership tomorrow or like in an hour or something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it should be easy. You can do it quick. And I'm like, well, of course it should be easy. I'm going to drop everything I do and all my responsibilities <laughs> and I have nothing in my life going on except doing this exact slide for you. Got it. 
<laughs> and then you have like a hundred messages on the side, like, where are you? Why are you not doing this too? Why are you not being lazy? Be more productive. Answer my questions. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So there's, there's... That's so true. Okay. So since we're living in a world of remote, right? And a lot of companies are going remote first. Right. You have to have had this, right? Where the moment somebody mentions you and whatever app you use, Slack or like, it doesn't matter. You feel the need that you have to reply now. And when you write, yes. you expect that they have to reply to you now. And like, that's fine. But can you imagine that with like 30 people? It's and plus yeah. doing your work. On a, on a daily basis. In an eight hour time frame, assuming that you're not like, you know, working overtime. Yeah. Do you want to know what analogy and how I visualize this stupid problem? This really burns you out, people. Mentally, holy, oh my God. So imagine you're on a desk. And you're working, right? You're like on your little computer and you're like, la, 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 I'm happy doing my job. And then there's a hallway that's seemingly infinite. And then a light goes on on one of the doors. That's a ping. It's red. It's a real light. And you're like, oh, well, I have to go because it's red. So you go in. And the first thing people tell you is like, because they had mentioned you, they go like, so what do you think? So I just walked into a room and they say, what do you think? And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Okay. Can we, what were we talking about? Let me go back. And they're like, but we need to know. If not, we'll just make a decision without you. And I'm like, but I don't know what the hell you're all talking about. Let's just say you managed to go through it. And then you leave and you close the door and you're like, okay, let me go back to my desk. But you look to the right and there's like five more lights. And to the left, there's like six more. Wow. And in every door you walk in. So what do you think about this? Should we do A or B? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, Context switch. Or they ask you, like, where, where where's the thing? Yeah. What thing? What, thing? <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, just read the conversation. And I'm like, but I can't spend all day reading conversations. And that, that's one thing I want to talk about in a different episode. But it's like, you should have empathy to your coworkers. That's having mm -hmm. no empathy. That's assuming that they're not doing anything and you're at their and they're at your beck and call. I had mentioned them, which means I summoned them like Final Fantasy and it's like, yes, show up. And I'm like, yes, Mahmoud, it's, like, it's there and do my bidding. I'm like, we forget that people are human and that time is super valuable. You know, it's not just this thing that, you know, like people are paying money for. It's like, it's, it's your time to give. And that's why I really hate those meetings where you go in and it's like, I don't even need to be here or this doesn't need to be a meeting. It's like a waste of your fucking time. Yep. And all of these little things, if, if you don't manage them well, if you are unable to address it with your manager, your team, or, you know, whoever is, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. causing the issues um, for you, then it can definitely lead to like burning out over time, having to do the, all this context switching, having to, you know, carry the weight of this pressure from your team and, um, and even from within yourself, like you might have, you know, your own pressures that you're, you're dealing with as well. I mean, this happens so, yeah. in your life. Like imagine if you're in your house chilling and then like your certificate and other are coming is like, where is this? What are you doing? What do you think about this? And then, like, you can't even go to the bathroom. You can't do anything. They're like, no, I said something. I needed to reply to me right now, right now. You'd be miserable. You'd be like, well, I'm going to like check out door and bye-bye and never come back, right? <laughs> right. Like, I don't have to do well, you it. can't do that with your job. I mean, you can't, you can. I mean, you can't technically leave your job. But I think, unfortunately, many of us 
you know, we don't heed the warning signs or don't, you know, address the issues and we, we stay. Yeah. I think it's not, it's not the singular thing that burns us out. It's the aggregate of all. Like it's right. like, again, external pressures, putting pressure on management that put pressures on you. And then like you have the pressures of communication. Then you have the pressures of performing. You have the pressures of mm-hmm. hustling and you can't take a rest because then you're lazy and then you're not being productive. So you just have to be nonstop on the go and replying to everybody. And then why are you tired? I don't, I don't understand. Why are you burned out? I don't, I don't get it. So what do you mean? What the hell's wrong with you? It's like, of course I'm tired. It's like, I'm human. It's like, it's proven factor. Yeah. I want to actually double click on that on like the, you know, person asking you like, why are you tired? I think there's a mix of um, this kind of feedback from various people within, you know, your team or your company or, or even outside of work, like just um, the way that people talk about what's considered, you know, productive or successful habits or anything like that. Um, I I noticed that there's varying opinions that differs based off of like age. Right. And I think (laughs) you mentioned this. Um, I love the the story that you told earlier. I wonder if you could share that. Oh, of, my dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So, anyways, so people. So, my dad came to visit, right? I love him. Oh, my God. It's my dad, right? My dad's very intense. <laughs> so, if dad, you're, if you're listening, sorry, it's true. So, we were having a debate because I was, I don't know how it came up. Whatever. He talks so much. So, he was, t- it came up the thing where it was like, oh, look. So, you're doing, I would be like, oh, I'm tired. And this is even from other companies. And I'm exhausted. And he's like, well, you can't leave the company. I'm like, what do you mean I can't leave the company? I'll just go get another job if I have to. And he's like, no, you have to show stability forever. And like, you have to, and I was like, but why? And he's like, it's important to stay for like 10, 15 years in a company and go like, why? And I was like, I'm going to be honest, Dad. I know you got a pension and that's amazing. And those don't think those things don't exist anymore. But that's not for me. Like, I'm not going to get anything for staying that long in a company. It's just not going to happen. And I got a tattoo and he's like, well, you're never going to be taken seriously. With that, with that tattoo, they're going to go to a mm-hmm. job interview and you're not going to get hired. I'm like, no, in your time, you probably wouldn't have gotten hired. You know, they would have been like mm-hmm. extremely judgmental and messed up. For me, I actually got teased. You're a designer with that tattoo. What's wrong with you? Right. It was like, oh, you're <laughs> right. I should get one day. And it was about everything. I was like. Every, everything, everything he said was incompatible with the world that we live in today. And I think that was my conclusion. And I was like. My dad lives in a world that doesn't exist, yet all his wisdom is, he hasn't adjusted his wisdom. And I told him this, so I'm not saying anything behind your back. Love you, dad. It's like, you haven't adjusted your wisdom to modern times. And this Mm -hmm. happens in companies. So you look at, I remember I had a CEO in another company. Oh my God. Be like, but why, why don't they want to work? They should work hard. Like, this is how we're going to become rich. We need to work hard. We need to do this. I'm like, well, first of all, you're going to become rich. They're not. And second, you're. it seems like you're talking like you're from the freaking 50s or something. I'm like, this world doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, yeah, you already have your house. I'm lucky if I can like buy one, you know? It's like, it's very, very difficult to buy a house these days. Yeah. Back then you're like, magic beans? Yeah, I'll trade it for a house, you know? It's like, who cares? Um, and I know ageism is a real thing. Um, I think it's one of the isms that's, at least in the United States, it's totally okay with, which is unfortunate. 
you know, okay, boomer, ha ha ha. And I'm like, well, it's not the same thing as saying something racist. It's a different time of ism, right? Mm -hmm. But I get it because we have a lot of companies that have been formed by people that were raised in a world that doesn't exist anymore. Just a different generation. Yeah. And what worked for them then and what made them successful then isn't going to necessarily make us successful now. Yeah. And uh, not, not all of that is transferable. <laughs> work harder and do this and kill yourself and work eight hours, you know. Over eight hours. Over eight hours yeah. a day. I had to hustle every day. And I'm like, but that was your world. I'm like, and I, I actually had to say this to my dad. I was like, look, if I knew I was going to get a pension and if I knew that if I did this, I could buy a house tomorrow like you else did with like pennies. Maybe I would have worked. Be like, you know what? F it. I'm going to like work for a year all weekends and I'm going to have everything I ever wanted. I could work all weekends now and all I gave myself was just like a hernia or like a mental breakdown because I'm not going to get any monetary value out of it. It's like, it's, it's just yeah. sad. It, it, it's hard. Like you, you have a lot of people in companies or founders of companies that... I don't know. Their mentality is from a from a place that doesn't exist anymore. We call it generations, yeah. but I think it's even more than that. Because you can understand another generation, right? Like mm -hmm. I can look back at the hippie area and be like, "What were they doing?" And I completely get it. But this is different. It just feels selfish. It feels like I did it. You can do it. What's your problem? Milk only costs ten cents. And you're like, what? Yeah. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think the issue here is is that um, there isn't any kind of learning <laughs> yeah. between the different, you know, generational types, I guess, or age groups. Um, there isn't like an, an understanding of like, okay, you know, things have changed. This is not how the younger workforce wants to operate yeah. um their values are different and it's funny because you know like we we work in a company where our our users are you know they span various ages they come from various yep. parts of the world different economic backgrounds and we're all like okay well you know this is what the young people care about you know like things like that but we don't we don't think of the same way when it comes to our the workforce like the people right. who are actually doing these things like we don't think like what makes sense sense for them you know yeah and you see what makes it. sense for the younger gen yeah right now people are going oh you know you they want a four-day work week that means they're lazy and i go okay i grew up in that time where you had to work five days a week like i mean i've had to work massive like 12 hours sometimes in startups before i regret it right it's one of my biggest regrets just wasting time you look at all these people and they go why do I want them to go what I went through? I'm like, that's insane. Like, even I think it's insane. Like, think about it. You have seven days in a week and I have to work five so I can have time for myself for two days, which those two days are really just like washing clothes and stuff because chores and chores because <laughs> of all the neglect I had all week. And they go, right. Well, that's how I want to. And, it, and it's, and it's painful because isn't it, doesn't it make sense that people rebel? Like, this is why like the sixties and the seventies and all that stuff, everybody was just like, screw this. You know, I look at the fifties, everybody like had an enema, like stuck up to them yeah, or something yeah, and yeah. everybody snapped and everybody now is snapping. They're going, this isn't normal to work so many hours to make a corporation or a startup or, or, 
an agency make millions so they're happy and shareholders are happy for infinite growth and then I just get a paycheck and they're like, screw you, you're not enough. You're still not doing enough. Right. And we're going to evaluate you every day so you can feel bad and make sure that you're doing more because I need, I need, to, I need more to grow forever. And you need to prove that you're, you're doing more. That's how you're going to get more money. Like that's how you're going to get your promotion or, yeah. you know, or, or become celebrated or whatever. Yeah, and I'll dangle this carrot. Um, you one day might get a promotion one day. Just keep working hard, keep working hard. And then, I mean, I don't know who said this. I think it was, uh, this was a while ago. I can't give the facts on this, but I think I read a while back that one of the reasons it's a 40-hour week is because it's the minimum time before people would snap. So a long time ago, people would work seven days a week, right? Even children, like, Jesus, like what the hell's wrong with society, right? So we've come a long way. Thank, <laughs> God. Thank God we come a long way. I'm not going to complain. We're doing, that's amazing. We've come a long way. Right? I, I cannot <laughs> say that everything sucks now. That's totally not true. But you look at them, and it's just, and it's crazy. Like, they work so many hours, like, so many hours, like, seven days a week. And then it was like, well, let's put six days, and people would complain. Then unions came into existence. or like, this is crazy, working 12 hours a day. And they were like, so so 10 hours? And people were like, I'm so tired. They're like, N nine? People are like, I'm still a little tired. Eight? <laughs> and they go like, not many people made a ruckus. They're like, oh, that's the perfect time. That's the perfect amount of time that everyone has to work. Eight hours, five days a week. I got 40 hours out of my employees and they're not complaining. Woohoo. Like no empathy for human beings. And yet the people who make the money, they're like, uh -huh. oh, why are people tired? And I'm like, they're like, I have a stressful job. And I'm like, yes, but you don't have the stress of money, which a lot of factors of money come into that. Like you're making millions. So. Oh my goodness. I just, hate this. You're like... just making decisions. <laughs> Fine. It's hard, but. All the, all the problems that people have, yours are gone. Right. <laughs> those are gone. I, I hate how people say those things. I, I feel like it's the sim it's in similar vein as like when people say, oh, you know, you're a designer or whatever. You get you get to like make designs for a living or like, or if you happen to make art, you know, you get to make art for a living, something along those lines. Um, therefore, I shouldn't have to pay you. You know, it's the same <laughs> kind of like mentality, right? Yeah. <laughs> I so hated like, that. What? What the heck? Where does this come from? Well, it's all relative, too. Like, they're comparing it to themselves. I mean, we're very selfish creatures, right? So everything is compared. You compare it to something else. Um, so, like, if I compare myself to, like, Jeff Bezos, I'm like, I'm a very poor person, you know? But if I compare myself to somebody some unlucky, that, you know, that doesn't make as much as I make now, then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm rich, you know? But mm -hmm. then I feel like that dissipates when you're on the work floors. And it's like, I don't care how much I have and how much you have and what my problems are. Like, I need you to do more. And you're just a machine. <laughs> a machine. And if not, I'll replace you with the machine. So you better work hard. And you're like, Jesus, this is, this is, this is insane. Anyways. Um, so yeah, those are some of internal factors <laughs> that, that give you a little bit of burnout. And then, uh, then we have the personal ones, which is one thing I've always hated. Not always, but I've been thinking about this over the last couple months, actually. We use the word with term work-life balance, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's misleading because it, it it seems like you can compartmentalize your entire life between work and life. And that's not true. They bleed in together because when you're at work, a family member can get sick or you can get sick. So you're at work having a life problem, right? Or you have to go to the bathroom or you, you're just tired and you can't work that day. 
and it bleeds in. They go like, right. It's not a math equation. And same ways, you could be at home and be stressing about a presentation you have to do on Monday. So you can't enjoy your life because work has bled into your life. And there's just so and what if your body's physically hurt? Like, and you got hurt in your life. Well, now you can't do your job well. Like you're you're in pain at work. Yeah, I think I've said this before, but this is the most terrible but successful propaganda uh, in the workforce and, and perhaps specifically in this industry, in the tech industry of this idea of like, oh, you have two selves, um, your work self and your life self. And that doesn't make any sense. You have one life, yeah. you have one body, you have one consciousness and you are experiencing, you know, the time that is now <laughs> it's linear. Yep. And, um, yeah, like it's all, it's all the same. And so you're choosing, to you know, put some of your time towards this thing called work or this particular job in this particular field, being a designer, um, and yeah, that's a choice that you've that you've made. But um, yeah, it's it's all still you. Is you're still the same person that you were when you clocked in or walked through your through that office door or or whatever, logged into your work chat. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. You're still the same person. Yeah. This. And, and then they try to balance it. We're like, well, how many hours of work do you have to do so your life is happy? And I'm like, this doesn't work that way. Like, I'm not, I can't go through a door and completely be a completely different human being. Like, we are one. And, and I know, like, again, older generations or older time periods can't understand that because back then that wasn't a thing. Like, companies would make you work until you drop dead or even children. Like, there's pictures of kids in coal mines. They're like, yeah, don't be lazy work, right? So... We've come a long mm -hmm. way, but I, people are wising up and going, this is not normal to work so much and then just die. Like, that's it. Not experience life in any capacity. Like, why can't there be a balance? And the balance isn't how many hours of work do I have with how much mm -hmm. hours of life do I have? The balance comes in. Can I be mentally okay and the company still be okay? And I think that can happen. But infinite growth, again, is incompatible with that thought because it's not enough. Because what if I said, let, let's just play a theory, right? Let's just say, let's make a fake company, right? Let's you and I, Tiffany, let's make a fake company, right? Yeah. Um, let's just make it. It's going to be called Dynabike, right? That's, that's, that's <laughs> It's like you can explode your bike if it gets stolen, right? <laughs> like with dynamite. So <laughs> let's say, but let's just say we don't want to grow forever in Dynabike. We're like, you know what? We're okay making this amount of revenue every month. We're fine. If we grow, that's great. But we make enough that we can live off of this and we're totally okay. Think how much less pressure there are going to be in the work that will not bleed into your life. Because it's more like, let's just make customers happy. We're making enough money. Like, fine, we probably had to work a little bit to get to that state. But let's just say... We're okay. We made it to where we wanted to. Like, not that much money. We're not rich, but we're happy. What deadlines? Nobody knows our roadmap. Who gives a crap? Like, we don't tell the people our roadmap. So there's no deadlines. Let's just say no performance reviews. Like, why? Just tell somebody when they're doing something wrong. Can you mind if you did that yeah. to your partner? Today, we're going to talk about how effective you are as a partner. So it's like, <laughs> I like that you... Folded the clothes this week. That's really good. You get 20 points. And it's like, what? <laughs> that will never work, right? So 
Tell them when they're doing something wrong, if it really is egregious, right? Think how less pressure that would be. It would be amazing. But you can't do that because the moment you bring in investors, they're like, well, I need my return on investment to grow forever. So you need to make more money. Mm -hmm. You need to hire more people. You need to create more features. You have to like do more and more. And then we have to get the shareholders happy because I want to liquidate. So we have to go public. It just yeah. keeps going and going and going. And that doesn't fall on them. That falls on you. You're the one mm -hmm. hammering away. I think that's, I think that is the root of our problem. I, I, that's just my theory. It's just, there's this chasing of, we need to do more to make this company grow forever. And it doesn't matter if you're a startup. It doesn't matter if you're a public, it's like forever. Well, and it's not true, right? Like, I, I mean, I know I, uh, this can potentially be argued, but you you don't need to continually add a shit ton of features on top of a product in order for you to continually make money over time. Yeah. Right. Because like the whatever that product is, especially if you understand the the value of a value of it, and and you know you, you captured the market, whatever, um, you, you're you're fulfilling a need um, that exists. Um, the demand will just naturally grow over time because more people exist and they're going to use it. They're going to need it, whatever. Um, so you can have a very simple product mm. where, you know, like you can improve it over time, but you don't have to add more shit to it. I know. And let's just take a remote control for an example of a TV. Let's just say we make a remote control, right? And the company is like, well, I need to grow more. So you need to hire more people because we need to grow and do more work. So, okay, fine. I hire people. And I put somebody assigned on the remote control. Let's just say two people because I hired more than three. Does adding more buttons to the remote control for years really make the remote control better? And every no. year they're like, add more buttons. Just add more buttons. Just add more buttons. And you're going... This and is will it sell more, right? It'll like, sell no. more. Because people, and then the PM is going to be like... Well, people are pressing more buttons, so we're growing. And I'm like, they're pressing more because you added like a thousand. <laughs> so like, no shit, you know? And they have to match all the buttons just to get to where they need to go. Yeah, and they're like, well, isn't this like five clicks to get here? Yeah, but those metrics of five clicks are really coming in. They're amazing. Like, we're growing. <laughs> we just keep growing. And I'm like, okay. And then this is what happens. Like. They need to grow more, so they need to add more buttons. So you have to keep cramming more things. And every day they're evaluating, and the shareholders are breathing down your fucking neck. And it's just, <laughs> is it any wonder that people just snap and be like, this is insane? Like, this is insane. Well, the thing is that none of those things that you mentioned, you know, like adding more buttons or whatever, is, is what actually, you know, um, increases the sale of this product. It's just that. Yeah. You know, over time, there's just more people that exist in the world. Therefore, more people are going to be buying TVs with remote controls. Therefore, yeah. you will make more sales over time oh, and just because there's more demand for it over time. But you don't need to be doing crazy things to your product to, to reach those numbers. And I think it's just like this extreme, like all or nothing situation that um, or mentality that um, 
people have, yep. CEOs or whatever. And this is why job satisfaction comes into play. So like we sort of said it with the word at the end, but this is job satisfaction because you're adding buttons to a stupid remote control that you know is stupid, that you know doesn't do anything, that is just to make people, the company happy because they hired and needed a person there. And mm-hmm. you just feel like, so you feel like your job is not satisfying. You're yeah. working an insane amount of hours. You can barely have time for your home. You're being perform- your performance is being evaluated constantly by your peers. Everybody is talking to you at all time that you need a reply, right? And then you have all the company outside factors compounding that and they put more pressure on you. I mean, it makes sense that we're burnt out. It, it's not sustain, it's not human. And here's the thing. If you died, I always say this, work is infinite. If you got fired, doesn't matter. If I got hit by a bus, I mean, the chances of that are unlikely. So let's just put something. So if I got shot, that's more likely. It's America, right? So if I got shot and died, right? So they'll wait a month. Be like, mm, the funeral pass. Then they open up a wreck and they hire another designer. And I'm like, if I get, like, if I quit, the project ends. And if anybody doesn't believe this is true, think of all the people in any company you've been that have quit. Did work stop? Mm-hmm. No. You probably don't even remember some of their names. <laughs> You're like, I think that person left. So killing yourself to work 24-7 is not going to make a difference because work is fucking infinite. Ugh. Sorry, I'm <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot um, to kind of process all of this. Um, but there is a way to, to kind of evaluate, you know, where you are and what your needs are and create the boundaries that will help you, you know, survive each day, but also that will help you, um, find fulfillment or, um, for you to personally grow, right? Like to focus on your own growth rather than the growth of the company, um, there are ways to to kind of like carve that out for yourself. Yeah, so um, let's talk about the good and, things. And I, yeah. I, I want to mention that because I know yeah. we talked a lot about, you know, burnout and what that means. And it, it sounds a lot like doom and gloom, you know, but I think that's the reality of the workforce. And I think it's important to understand like the nature of like what we're dealing with because without understanding that it, it, it becomes really hard to, then go internally yeah. and kind of um, put a stake in the ground for yourself of like, well, what what do you want to do about it, right? Yeah, like let, so let's go with the first one, right? So let's talk, what are things that we can do to be better? So, or at least be able to manage it. Because believe it or not, even though I'm on leave and like I'm going back to work very, very soon, my burnout had a lot more to do with like external factors of my life, personal life than at work. Because Mm -hmm. I've learned over the years to manage some stuff at work, right? Like, and more. So first things, your life is, your worth in life is not your job. So your worth as a human being is not measured on how much you can design or output at work. That's like number one. Like, that's something I think everybody should know. You're not worthless just because you didn't output X amount of things. Like, that's not a thing and I think it's important to like feel happy you do your job what are other things that you think are important that people should know about this that can help them 
Um, I think for me personally, as, as someone who's, you know, experienced kind of like the, the lows and highs of, of burnout, of stress, of anxiety, um, really just understanding for yourself, like what it is that you value in your life yeah. and asking yourself, you know, every, every once in a while, like, I don't know, every quarter, every six months, however, you know, however many times makes sense for you, just asking yourself, like, are my values aligning with the place where I'm, where I'm at in yeah. my job? With this, with this particular company or with this particular team or with my manager, um, just asking yourself those questions. Like, do my values align with the values of this company? Uh, and I think this is important because I think, you know, we each have our own set of values and, you know, they can shift and change over time as we grow and, and learn stuff. But um, even though we're aware that we have values, we almost act as if when it comes to work, that suddenly those things don't matter yeah. <laughs> or they're like, you know, second tier, second class citizen to, to the company's values or, or yep. whatever, you know, the other goals that are seemingly more important, all the things that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, and that's not true. And I think this is a great reminder. It's like, Hey, prioritize yourself. Your values are important. Um, what are practical things that you can do? Like, I think one thing is like, Put a status if you if you're lucky enough to work in a company, you know, like if you're in tech, you're pretty much going to be working on Slack or Teams or whatever else you use, right? So, put a timeout and in your status where it says "I'm working heads down" and don't look at your notifications. I like, completely turn them off because I'm going to say this to everybody who's a designer: there's no such thing as a designer emergency, like <laughs> Amazon is AWS. Amazon is not going to go down because an icon wasn't delivered. This isn't an engineering problem. Like I feel bad for engineers. They do have that problem, right? We don't right. Have, there's no such thing as a design emergency. So, yes, there're deadlines, but will really 30 minutes make a huge difference? Like can the people not wait for an answer? Like if you're working and you've told people that you're working heads down, you have to stick to it. Like you can't make everybody happy. It is impossible to make everybody happy at all times. It is not your job to make people happy. It is your job mm -hmm. to do your job. Exactly. <laughs> and your job is to, you know, solve these user problems, you know, create awesome designs that you feel good about, that you know are the right things for this product that you're building. Um, and you can never job get fired for make... doing your job. Well, you could. <laughs> right, exactly. But... Well, yes, you can't get fired. But in, in general, uh -huh. it's really hard to fire somebody that does their job. So, if you're doing right. your job, like you said, when you're just like, I did my project, they can't be like, well, you delivered it five minutes late and you didn't reply to this person on this date at this time, five minutes faster. Like, that's just so unlikely. It's just so insane. Like, do your job. Like, take your time. Take a deep breath. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. Whenever the clock hits, I close my laptop and I'm like, I'm done. Work down for today. There's no such thing as a design emergency. It can wait till tomorrow. It's okay. Turn off your work phone, close your laptop or whatever device you're using. Yeah. Walk away. <laughs> nothing is going to happen. Like I said, if you got shot or hit by a bus or however you died, work would continue and profits would <laughs> right, still be right. in demand. So 
I don't like it's okay. Like take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. And you know, if other people have this scarcity mentality, and and I know that this can be prevalent in some, you know, in some jobs and or with some people, um, don't let that become your problem. Yeah, right. Your problem. Like, and and I know there's like all this advice out there of like, oh, you know, set your own boundaries and et cetera. And yes, that's that's really important, but just be realistic with yourself, right? Like you don't have to, I think that sometimes, sometimes it's really hard to set boundaries or to take the day off or, you know, like self care because again, of the the pressures, the guilt, whatever. And it feels like a huge commitment or like a huge decision that you're making when in reality, it's, it's just you choosing yourself for a short period of time like it's not going to be forever even you edwin taking this like you know this leave it's like it's not going to be forever you're just choosing to take this you know portion of time for yourself to do what you need for yourself and you can do that for yourself i'm fortunate enough that i can little by little you know on a a daily basis like it's it could be as simple as choosing to you know to take your lunch or um, choosing to take a break in between your meetings Look, or, I've, you know, I've cutting, been... cutting work off at like a certain time that feels right for you. A hundred percent. Like I was at, I've been at jobs where, so like now I'm fortunate, but man, come on. I, I, I used to work at Subway. I was a dishwasher for a long time. I've done like every freelance job you can imagine, worked at companies that were just web farms. You can imagine like the insanity, but I still did everything I could to be like, I, I shouldn't feel bad about getting lunch. I shouldn't feel bad about going to the bathroom. Like, what's going to happen in the time me going to the bathroom? Like, if I added all those 15 minutes, will it make the company make more money? Like, no, it's not going to make a difference. So go to the bathroom. Take a break. <laughs> One thing I like to tell people, no is a complete sentence. And you shouldn't accept all the work just because somebody asks. I mean... I think I told you this a long time ago, but it's like, anybody has seen like the girl with the dragon tattoo, the movie. I love one scene at the end where spoiler alert, but whatever, right? Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) So the bad, the good guy, he goes to the bad guy's house and he knows he's the bad guy and the bad guy shows up and he's like, Hey, do you want to come in to get like a beer or something? I'm paraphrasing how this worked, by the way. So it's like, you want to come in a beer? And he's like, and he's like, no, come in, come in. The guy's like, okay. So obviously the bad guy traps him and put him in his like dungeon and he's going to like totally murder him, right? But before he tries to murder him, he sits down and he's like, let's talk for a second. And I'll never forget this, but I don't know why. It just stuck with me. He said, I love this line. Yeah. He says, he keeps on asking him. He's like, he's like, why did you come here? Like you knew your instincts and everything. You knew something was wrong, yet I didn't force you to come here. Mm-hmm. I didn't make you. All I had to do was politely ask. And he's like, isn't it interesting that the fear of offending is bigger than the fear of death. And that's why he's going to die. And it's true. <laughs> and this happens at work. Hey, can you do this? And you're like, of course I can do this. And then you said that to like 50 <laughs> people. And now you have to do 50 fucking things. And yeah. now you're dying. It's like, it's okay to say, no, I can't do this. There's a reason there's other employees. Or it has to wait. Like, Weirdly enough, we do this with everything in our lives. When you go to a store, mm-hmm. when you go to a waiter or any, I mean, some people are assholes, right? But it's like anywhere you go, people tell you to wait. It's, it, you're like, what are you going to be like? No. <laughs> it's like, 
you wait. Like, what is what? Let's just say at work, they're like, "Hey, can you do this?" And you're like, "Look, I really don't have bandwidth." Ugh. I'm like, okay, well, go huff somewhere else. I don't care. It's like, what, what do you want me to do? It's not my problem. It's like, I, I can't. But I need this. I don't have enough time to do this. And mm-hmm. I had a friend that this happened. He would say yes to everything. And he was going insane. He wasn't sleeping. And I said, just because, this was my advice to him, just because you are capable of doing it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yes, I am capable of that, doing what you're asking Or that you should. Me. Yeah. Exactly. I am capable of doing what you're asking me to do. But with the time that I'm allowed, this is not a time, Lord, the time that I have doing my other work and the other commitments I have do not allow me to do this for you. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm a shitty employee. doesn't mean I suck. It, it doesn't mean I, I'm worth less. doesn't mean I'm going to get fired tomorrow. It just means you can't do it. <laughs> like You don't have enough time. It's like... What are you gonna do? Give up your life? So and that's normal. Yes, that's right. Normal. Like that's normal. That's normal. That's human. Don't feel bad. Don't say sorry. Don't feel bad. Yeah, think about you it. Know? Think about if your partner said that every day and your family every day. Hey, can you clean? Can you clean the kitchen? Can you clean like the dishes? Can Can you clean the floor? Can, and, they, and then your family's like, Hey, can you go pick me up? Hey, can you do this? And, yeah. and and you get to a point where you're like, Oh my god, I don't have enough time. But you keep saying yes. Obviously, you're going to burn out. Like, you are human. You're not a battery. Even if you're a battery, you're going to burn out too. You're like, oh my God, I don't have any more energy. Anyway. And that's how that's how burnout happens. Um, it's not doom and gloom, though, but it, it's, you know, the, we can't affect the internal, we can't affect the external factors in reality. It's really hard. The internal ones from the company, you can have some influence mm-hmm. little by little if you play the politics game and do some change. The personal ones, I mean, that's how you have a, a lot of power. I remember the one 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 advice I was given a long time ago. They told me, the only power you really have is to not do the job because nobody can make you. <laughs> so it's not that that's a weapon, but it's like a mentality. And like you have to think to yourself, like, I can't do this. And you tell yourself, I cannot do this. And then you tell them, I cannot do this. Not because I don't want to, I'm not capable. It's just this is not time, or you're exhausted, or whatever reason, that's not other business. <laughs> like, it's okay, people. Yeah. And it takes practice. Like with anything else, you know, like all of this takes practice. And you're going to mess up sometimes. I do sometimes, you know, like I might say, oh, you know, like, what is it? Four, four thirty-five, four forty. You know, can you hop on a quick call? Uh. Oh, this, is, this, this is a person I really like, you know, this might be another designer. This might be an, an engineer or someone that, you know, I, I know they're well intent. They're well intending. I, I know they're a hard worker. I want to be there for them. I want to support them. And then I, I say, yes, but you know, in that moment, in that really brief moment, we have to train ourselves and ask ourselves like, okay, what was I doing today? You know, like, what was my, like, have I reached my capacity and be realistic and be like, this can wait, you know, this can wait. 
And you're not going to offend this person if you just say, and if they get offended, well, then, you know, like, fuck them. But, yeah. you know, like, they should be able to, you know, the, any, most people will be like, oh, okay, we can, you know, talk tomorrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, those are those situations where if you just get into the habit of practicing those things, over time, you know, it just becomes easier. And hopefully, you don't run into this issue of, like, compounding, you know, stressors to the point of burnout that's the goal i think yes pace yourself jesus just pace yourself like like it's gonna be okay i know that but i will put a disclaimer on this like i know not everybody has that luxury some companies are like we'll fire you and maybe that's the only job you can get i empathize with that i've been in those situations i have been fired before things like that but is you won't get fired for at least trying to put some boundaries in your life, even if it's personal ones, mental ones. Like, like we have to at least take baby steps to do it. If not, it's just not sustainable. You're going to get older faster. You're going to get sick. You're going to be stressed. You're going to be like, man, I blinked and 10 years passed and nothing has changed. I'm like, yeah, you made the company mm-hmm. more money. Good for them. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I think that's our episode for today. We've sort of reached a long time, but... There was a lot to be said in both of us. I know me right. personally, I feel like I use this as a venting session. So I'm sorry. I, th- I think this is a special one, really. This is a this is a good one. And I think all of these things are like it just needs to be talked about. Like we don't spend enough time being, you know, transparent about this topic and how we feel about it and what it means for us um, individually. So yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. So apologize if I sort of went on a venting session, but it just, I have a lot of built up. <laughs> so it felt good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully if you do this enough, you go, go to someone, go to your friends, go to your <laughs> coworkers, like, you know, tell them, tell them that, you know, like things aren't always okay. It's, it's totally fine to, to share that with other people. Like you don't have to always keep things to yourself. That's another thing too. And that's, that's another reason why I appreciate these conversations with you, Edwin, like, like this, this podcast and everything. It's like, I think it's really important that we take the time to, to talk about some of these things. Yeah, no, I appreciate you a lot too. There's a lot to be said about the world and I don't know, I'm not going to give everybody some like fancy advice. I just be like, look, this is what I think. This is what we think. And just know that you're not alone. My, you want to know what my motto in life is? I actually have it engraved in a watch. Shit happens, never lose hope. It's pretty much what it is. There you go. <laughs> so it's like, it's not all hopeless. It's just more of, we just have to put work and shit will keep happening. It's going to be okay. Just don't neglect yourself Yeah. to prove that you can do a job. Like that's, like, yeah, you got hired. You can obviously do it. <laughs> just pace yourself. <laughs> Anyways, that's us for today. Follow us. I think we're on Twitter. Yeah, we're on Twitter, right? Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Yes. Reality of Design. We're also on. I keep on adding more places to put podcasts. So like everywhere it's Amazon and Apple and Spotify where we're listening to. Thank you. And yeah, if you have any questions for us one day, I imagine one day in the future we might get a question. But if it does happen, we will definitely answer it with an enthusiasm. You can like tweet us or something. Yeah, right? That'd be great. <laughs> so yeah that's all so i hope everyone has a good week or that and we will see you all on our 
in our next one. Bye.